I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. The Minnesota Vikings have been around since 1961. And I just want them to win a damn Super Bowl before I die. Welcome to Before I Die with Judd and Jesse on Purple Daily and Score North. Just one before we die. That's all we ask. I'm Jesse Pierce, NHL.com, Bardown Beauties. He's Judd Zolgad, Score North's own very special, positive sports dad. And over here, we got producer Ross. Ross, why do you love your Minnesota Vikings? I love the Vikings because even in a win, they provide such great pain. But the pain of a W, albeit ugly... I'll take that kind of pain. I would never want to watch another football game like that again. Like, I wanted to sear my eyes out in the most painful way. Like, when the kids were like, can we watch one of our shows? Me and my husband were like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Anything to take this off of our television screen. Uh, in case you guys miss it, Minnesota Vikings did win yesterday in Las Vegas. 3-0 to zero was that final score. That's not a, an error. It was 3-0. to zero. Uh, Only time that's happened since 2007 when Pittsburgh beat Miami. It is the first time this season that your Minnesota Vikings beat an AFC West squ- squad, which is also a little questionable, so that's good. Uh, let's dive right into it. Ross, you said it. A win is a win, but Judd... Is that a win? Like, nobody won. The people that won that game were the people that got to stop watching it yesterday. People paid thousands of dollars in airfare to go out there from here. Like, it was filled with Vikings fans. Now, my understanding is at one point, Raiders and Vikings fans in a united front both started to boo the teams because the game was so bad. So, like, each was booing their own respective teams because that was so awful. Um, I mean, I guess if you're a Vikings fan trying to spin it, it's more positive than the Bears game, which also was not this bad, but it was awful. And you've lost that game. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I declared this. I've been watching Vikings football now for 45 years. I declared this the worst overall game I've ever seen that involved them. Yeah. So, like, like the because people will come back and say, well, the Josh Freeman game was terrible. And I said, yeah, but the Giants weren't that bad. The Vikings sucked. Yeah. Um, the, the only game that came off, off the top of my head that I could compare this to was a 9-7 Vikings loss in Lambeau in 2006, which was right around Christmas as well and was just terrible. But I think this is the worst. I mean, 3 nothing. There has not been a scoreless tie in the NFL since, I think, 1943. Mm-hmm. Overtime was instituted in 1974. It's never happened. It didn't here, but it came damn close. It was the first 3 nothing Vikings game since 1971 at Met Stadium in the outdoors. Like, this was in perfect condition. So, yeah. um, as a... That 43 game was Lions and Giants, correct? Oh, well, very good, yeah. I don't remember, but I'm sure I was there. Um, <laughs> but 
Long story short, I don't think that there is a sane way to spin this positively, Roscoe. I think it was just really awful. 17 well, punts, I, you guys, between the two teams. 17 punts between the two I teams. Know. Like, my goodness. Everybody else has made the same joke, but I'll make it as well. A lot of people spend thousands of dollars to watch an NFL game between the Vikings and Raiders and a Big Ten West game between the Gophers and the Hawkeyes <laughs> broke out. This was the worse, Roscoe. I was there. I was at Kinnick. <laughs> that game was more entertaining than, like, that. That this game was worse than that. I don't know the how. This game still had some comedy, though, because you're thinking, assuredly, the Raiders are going to score here, and then Renfro fumbles. Mm -hmm. You know, assuredly, True. Vikings Good can point. find a way to score here, and they don't. You know, assuredly, and we didn't know it at the time, but Greg Joseph will make this kick and get the Vikings on the board, won't he? Nah, he yeah. didn't. He just barely missed. The, look, I mean, the game was so disinterested. I, I jokingly, but semi-seriously, sent you guys a tweet about my notes for the game. It was a blank notepad. There just was not a lot to talk about, and it gets tough when you try and parse. Am I watching good defense or just atrocious offense? Yeah. And I think everybody would agree. It's Aiden O'Connell and a really bad version of Josh Dobbs, probably the worst version of Josh Dobbs. And then I'll, I'll take it a step further. I think you can spin it, Judd. You won the game, even though it was three to nothing. You're seven and six. You're still in control of your destiny to go to the playoffs no matter who the quarterback is. So that's the happy positive. Mm. The other ugly part, though, is it wasn't just this game, Judd. You referenced the Bears game. Then go back to the final two quarters, the second half of the Denver game. This is now 10 quarters of hideous offensive football for the Vikings. Yep. It's not offensive. Or sorry, it's not offensive. It's offensive football to yeah. watch. And it was better with Nick Mullins. But I'd love to get your guys' thoughts on this, Judd and Jesse. I, everybody was clamoring for Nick Mullins, and it turned out to be the right call. So, obviously, this is kind of a dumb take alert on my side. But I think I know why Kevin O'Connell did wait so long. He knew what we were all seeing. I'm down three-fifths of my offensive line, and I'm going to put a statue like Nick Mullins behind center. But it got so bad, he had to do it. But I lived in fear of Nick Mullen's life and his health and his family of him being back there. But he was able to do just enough. So I think the spin is, I think you feel better about Nick Mullen starting at Cincinnati than you do about Josh Dobbs. I think that's the only spin. But it's been 10 quarters of really bad football. And maybe having a quarterback that has been in the KOC system for now two years will help make the offense look more functional and NFL-like. Well, and I think my other concern, not concern, the defense is playing great, continues to play great. Brian Flores has them yes. moving, and the offense can't. So as, as anybody on the defense, I'd be like, what in name do we have to do? Like, can you guys do your job? We're finally doing our job. You need the offense to get going. But it's, ugh, ugh, it was bad. It's ugly to watch. And I'm glad you brought up that Chicago game, because that's what I thought yesterday. I'm like, here's the other problem. These are ugly games that are racking up this season. Again, like, I don't know if they're relying on maybe some luck, some good fortune to go their way, but it's just, it's ugly football right now. You had mentioned Josh Dobbs benched in the fourth. Uh, he went for 10 for 23 for 67 yards, sacked five times for minus 47 yards. So without question, Nick Mullins, who went nine for 13 and 83 yards, has to start against Cincinnati on Saturday, right, Judd? Absolutely. Yeah, you're going to have to start him. There's no, like, Josh Dobbs, it was a great story. It was a lot of fun. It's over. Um, I, I wouldn't be 
absolutely shocked if he's the third quarterback on Saturday, the inactive guy, and if Jaron Hall is Nick Mullins' backup. I think what we saw, I mean, yesterday was a last gasp, right? KOC had said, um, I took the bye week to consider things. Dobbs stayed in town. We worked together, blah, 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 blah. It didn't work. I, I was honestly surprised that he left Dobbs in as long as he did. Unlike Ross, I was not concerned about Nick's um, health. I thought, I don't care what happens to him. He can throw the football. Uh, Dobbs was co- uh, at a complete loss. And unfortunately, you know what? We, we've seen two things now. We've seen why Josh Dobbs can wow you sometimes. And then we've seen the reality. Um, if I had been O'Connell and I tweeted this, I would have made the move at halftime. I would have just said, you know what? Thank you, Josh. You've done a really nice job. You've tried hard. You're a great guy. You're going to be an astronaut or whatever you're going to be, but you're not going to be my my QB in the third quarter. I would have put Nick Mullins in in the third. In a weird way, though, did this turn out to be the best of both worlds for Kevin O'Connell? Uh, Laura Oakman talked about it during the game where Kevin O'Connell had mentioned, look, this is about the time in his tenure everywhere where people give up on Josh Dobbs. I don't want to be that guy. I'm I'm summarizing the conversation, and I, I hope it's true. It wasn't from Carissa Thompson, so it was probably a true, uh, sorry wow. I had to do that. Um, wow. But Kevin O'Connell gets Poor to lady show- has a couple of drinks with friends on a podcast, and we, <laughs> and we all crucify her. Can't do that, though. Kevin O'Connell oh, gets to basically, Jesse. as she, yeah, what's in there, Jesse? As Jesse, as Jesse yeah. takes a sip of the... Is- Livia vodka drink. <laughs> That's I was just gonna say. Is that yeah. the Livia the Livia mix with a little vodka? Can Best be. of both worlds. Here's what She's I mean a mom. by that. I don't blame her. Kevin O'Connell is able to continue to say, "Look, I'm a players' coach. I stuck behind Josh Dobbs until I no longer could. Then I went to Nick Mullins, and we still won the game. And even though it's a weird result because they're NFL players." They all know that they have a lot to work on, but they're still going to feel pretty good about themselves because they won the football game. So KOC gets to continue to play to to say that I'm a players coach. I'm here for the players, but at the end of the day, I still made the move that was best for the team, and we won the game. Well, and here's the thing: we were all bored. I know on board John with disagrees Dobbs, with that, right? but I think you could spin it that way. But we were all on board with Josh Dobbs. He looked yeah. like a brilliant coach. Like, look at this move. This is a yep. brilliant move, and that's the problem with coaches, right? Because eventually, NASA pun intended, he came crashing back down to earth and this is the reality of what he was but what was your guys's favorite josh dobbs moment i feel like we need some sarah mcclellan like i will remember <laughs> he's just running for his life um <laughs> despite the fact that the falcons game is is like the you know, like if there's going to be a poster of josh dobbs it's probably uh that game against the falcons i think my favorite one was the saints game at u.s bank stadium where he ran for that touchdown when he had no business not being sacked. I think that's my, like, because that was like, oh, my God. And it was a hell of a play. I think that's my favorite Josh Dobbs, like, just little time capsule to go back to space. If I have a time capsule, it's that. (laughs) And I'm going to back up Judd, and if he's thinking of the same player, if I'm thinking of the same one that he is, on that run, Judd, you can visibly see Dobbs turns and braces to be sacked. But nobody's there to hit him. So that so spins. Then, yep. Yeah, he's spun. And, and he, he kind of stops, and you can tell like he's waiting to be hit, and nobody's there. And then he finishes the play and the run. I I don't know. I think the I think the line about not knowing his teammates' names like that's good stuff. And 
we we shouldn't take away that this is a good story. And yeah, we got behind it. I think I even said it had some 2017 vibes to it. But now when you've seen it for a month and a half, basically parts of five games, I think I, I think we know it's hit its shelf life and he can still take some credit there in the playoff mix because he got him a few wins. So I think that's my favorite moment. Did you have one, Jesse? I just like that it gave nerds, I'm a nerd, for sure a nerd, that it gave nerds a good name too, right? Like you can be smart and you can do things athletically. Um, I just think that's always kind of endearing because a lot of people assume like there's those two sides. You're either very into science and books and knowledge and all that, or you're into sports and you can be both. You know, I think that's uh, an endearing message to the young kids out there who wanted to uh, now maybe want to be more into science while also playing football. He does seem like a great guy. Like yeah. he all he like like he, it's a great story, and he seemed like a great or he seems like a great guy. And I will say this: my guess is if if you hightail it to the Viking store at TCL, Jesse, you can get the kids a really good deal on some Josh Dobbs jerseys. Yeah, I bet those things are going to be going in clearance clearance rack real soon here. So you know what? Get some Pasternak jerseys. They're nice jerseys, and yeah. I mean it's fifteen, so who cares, right? Yep. That's my advice. The way, this, the way this season has gone, though, I think things would have to go epically wrong with Nick Mullins or Jaron Hall to get back to Josh Dobbs. But we've already played four quarterbacks this year. So whether it be injury, poor performance, I don't think you could say it's a 0% chance that we'll see Josh Dobbs play again for the Vikings, but it's probably what 0.001 percent i played four quarterbacks already we still have four games to go do you think josh dobbs would pull like uh zach wilson just kind of be like mm, nah like i think i'm good i'm gonna just <laughs> and then good. be forced to go back in <laughs> yes because he gets outed <laughs> in the media because i mean that's what happened to zach he basically oh. he he said f that i'm not playing it got out <laughs> rogers went crazy all these leaks and guess what the leak worked he played and played well didn't he, he so played well there you go but that okay. was a that yes that was a terrible football game uh it's done the vikings won that's the good news mm-hmm. um i think koc's leash was too long i also that that oakman story that ross talked about concerned me a bit though because i think what um what kevin sees in josh is himself right Former sure. backup quarterback. Yep. Dobbs was a fourth-round pick. O'Connell was a third-round pick. Both of them really didn't get a huge shot. Now, Dobbs has played a lot more games than Kevin did in the league, but all of that being said, I think he was like, I really feel for this guy, and, you know, he gets the rug yanked out from under him just when, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm willing to bet there were people in TCO in the building last week for the Vikings, you guys. I'm willing to bet there were a few that said, hey, Kevin, come here. What are you doing? And Kevin said, I'm sticking with the kid. And they said, the pastor not, you don't want to stick with him anymore. So I no. want to point out Judd's, uh, Judd's impression of KOC is like Clint Eastwood. Do you think that's how it's KOC very, sounds? Yeah. <laughs> like, sticking no, with the kid. No, sticking yeah. with the kid. I'm sticking with the kid. Did you catch you know, that I too, think Jesse? He, I thought yes, it was he, Clint Eastwood. Yes, it's uh, probably a little different in KOC's camp, I would imagine. Maybe a Make smile. Make my day. <laughs> you feel it's it lucky. raspier. Dobbs. Yeah. I love Clint, man. I know Clint was great in the day. Get off my lawn. He's old now. Yeah, he's very old now. So it's KOC walks over and just said, Get off my My lawn. (laughs) You know what? O'Connell, I can see O'Connell as an old guy. 
Like, like he's got the look. He's and and he's he's a coach, so he is aging. Look at first day. Look at the first day yes. he got Z- Zimmer was. Oh my God, Zimmer was a vibrant older guy. Got the job here. He left. He looked like a. He looked awful. When Zimmer left, he looked like me, and that's not a good thing. No, oh no, his skin looked even worse, dude. He didn't have any. No head coaching, head coaching, and presidencies absolutely yes. age your ass. I really think parenting too. I'll toss that one. In. NFL oh, yeah. teams oh, just wait till they're teenagers. <laughs> NFL teams should take one out of the presidential playbook. They should have a portrait of every coach that you could look at. Yeah, just go. Oh yeah, yes. I remember. The Vikings I remember do. when Mike Zimmer led the team. I think every There's NFL pictures team should do this. I would love it. Yeah, I would love it. It's, like it's got like it's got like there, there's a wall right by where the press room is that's got you know like when the Wilfs bought the team like all of these historical marks in franchise history, including the introduction of coaches. And they've got Zim on day one, and he's you know smiling, vibrant, finally gets his chance. And then by the end, he looks like a guy who's absolutely been hit by a Mack truck. <laughs> I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I mean, the question is, are they going to have KOC's photo talking about how he pushed this and willed this team into a playoff spot this year? Or are they going to say, no, he'd missed the playoffs uh, for the Minnesota Vikings? Because that's the big question still, you guys. It is muddy, murky waters for that wild card spot. Vikings are still in the hunt at seven and six. Uh, Packers, six and six. You've got a lot of teams. What do you think the magic number is going to be? Ross, let's start with you. How do you think the Vikings get in and do they make it? I, I still feel like the number's nine. I think that seventh final spot will likely go to a team that has nine wins. However, there could be multiple teams with nine wins, and based on tiebreakers, somebody could be the odd team out. If you want to look at it in the Vikings' favor, you look at the teams that are around them that you know for sure they have tiebreakers over. Yesterday was kind of a weird day in the NFC South. Would you rather have had Tampa Bay win? So they were technically in first place and could win that division? Or do you want them competing for a wild card spot with you where they have the head-to-head tiebreaker? Vikings have a head-to-head tiebreaker over the Falcons. May end up with a head-to-head tiebreaker straight up over Green Bay if they can beat Green Bay in a few weeks at home. You know, I don't know. They've come this far looking so disjointed and every game is up and down. The season's been up and down. I don't love... I don't think super highly of the Lions, but I don't love having to play them two of the final three weeks where I think they are the better team. But can the Vikings win two of their final four games and get to nine and eight? I I think they can. And if one is against the Packers or Lions, long story short, rambling, as you guys know that I want to do, 
my gut says the Vikings still get in. It would be really helpful, even though it's not an NFC game, it would be really helpful to get a win on Saturday and get to eight and six to make that math more clear. But I think the number is nine. Judd, what do you think? I think nine's fair. But I mean, from from six, six seed down, it's not any good. So mm-hmm. like, yes, I, I think they, I think if nothing else, they probably back in. I, right. I think... I think right now my guess is the Packers are in and the Vikings are in. And if the season were to end today, as sports aficionados like to say, the Vikings would play the Lions again for the third time within a month. Yes, in four weeks. And the more I watch Detroit, I'm not sure about you you guys and Jesse. Uh Detroit doesn't scare me now. Like they're not they're a roller coaster. The Bears should have swept them. The Bears beat them on Sunday. They were up by two touchdowns two weeks ago in Detroit. So I think the Vikings make the playoffs, and I think the bottom of the playoff picture is absolutely horrendous. I think that's the only, yeah, that's their saving grace, is the rest of the teams are that bad. Otherwise, I wouldn't say they'd make it. They don't, do they deserve to win it or get into the playoffs? Absolutely not. They There is nothing about this team that is deserving of a playoff. But you know what? I like the chaos. Let's bring on the chaos. Oh, Let's bring yeah. on some fun, Love right? The chaos. Like, just ugly, gross sometimes, but hey, here they are, so also, I'm all for it. Jesse, look at the NFC. Judd and I were talking slightly before you joined, just moments before. Look at the NFC. Outside of the 49ers and Cowboys and maybe still the Eagles, can you make a case that any other yeah. team in the mix or currently in the hunt is going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl? The AFC, I think you can still make the case logically for a good chunk of teams. Even look at their wild card race. It's just as muddy as the NFC. It's, yeah. Well, I, and the South like, is disgusting. Oh, yes. So yes. The South is disgusting. Just seed this thing out. I know. Divisions away. Rivalries. Get the South. I mean, this is this is the problem. When you have, you know, a playoff structure that, that that's this big, just go to seedings. Yeah. Like, what if you, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. What if you still guaranteed the division winner a playoff spot but didn't guarantee him a home game? Well, that would be an actual start. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That yes, I'm nice surprised they haven't done maybe. that. I'm surprised it, they haven't done something like that. It doesn't happen often, but when it does, it. I know you should want to win your division, but this isn't like baseball where you, you play 162 times. There's less cracks at playing and less cracks at winning. So right. I, I would view at least towards, okay, Tampa Bay, you did win the division, but you were 7-10. and 10. You don't get to host... I mean, it'll be different this year, but you don't get to host the eleven and six Packers who lost out in their division to the thirteen and four Lions. You right. know, which we we've seen cases like that before. This Minnesota Vikings team, I thought about this overnight last night. They're starting to remind me of the Cardinals team back in what the late two thousands that lost both Carson Palmer and another decent backup. Could it maybe have been? Like, oh, it might have been even like Drew Henson or somebody. And they ended up playing Ryan Lindley in a playoff game. That's what this Vikings well, team is starting to remind me of. The The incredible thing is w- when you look around the league right now, you guys, the amount oh of gosh. quarterbacks that are just out. I, I mean, mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud now is concussed. It is. And I don't know. I don't think that you can fix this. Like, these are... I don't think that these are in injuries that you can take out. But when you look at what, you know... The National Football League is very lucky that it's once a week and people love it because of fantasy and gambling. Because when you look at what they're providing product-wise, and this has been true for a while, but without the quarterbacks playing, it's really true now. 
it's not a good product. I mean, you could say it is, but it ain't. Um, there's just, you know, when Joe Flacco is playing for Cleveland, he was on his couch two weeks ago. He was on his damn couch. This product is, again, and we talk about this every year at this time, but it's true. This product is not a good product, which is why I love the red zone, because that just takes me from highlight yes. to highlight, and I don't have to watch this. You know, you know, I was pissed off. I'm watching the Raiders-Vikings game, and the Chiefs and Bills are playing this just seesaw, incredible game, and because of my job, I got to watch this nonsense. <laughs> What did you guys think if you saw the play about the Tony offsides on the throwback from Travis Kelsey? I had we no all know problem. what Pat Mahomes thought. Yeah, we know sure. what Pat Mahomes uh, you know, thought. I had no problem with it. it penalties it's are the right penalties. Call. Yeah, penalties. He's are lined penalties. up over the ball. Yeah, he, exactly. On the replay, it's not close. On the replay, you couldn't even see the ball because he was lined up so far offsides. Mm-hmm. And I love. I get. Oftentimes, the officials tell you to get back. Well, they're not going to tell you every time, well, nor nor should they be relied on to tell you every time. It's your job to line up on sides. You're supposed to, as the receiver, you're supposed to look at the official and check, but you're also supposed to be in a position where you're close. He was not even close. The officials are right. It's not their job. This would be akin to telling a defensive player, hey, get back. Yeah. Yeah, they yep. don't tell the the defensive players that this guy was. But here's what pisses me off to no end here: Mahomes and Reed. Okay, you're still mad about what happened in the Packers game, which is fair. You got screwed. Yeah. Valdez Scantling was interfered with. But last week, you know, Mahomes is like, well, this is part of the game, and Reed brushed yeah. it off. And then yesterday, they go both barrels. Yeah. Okay, nothing can nothing ticks me off more than when you don't complain when you should. Like if you're gonna go nuts, go nuts a week ago. Mm-hmm. All sports. I hate this. Pick like your it's lane, pent don't up. Like go back well, and forth with wishy. Do you know what this is? This is when you and the hubby are in in some type of 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 dust up, and you bring up something that what that happened like a month ago that at the time was was nothing, right? But I mean, it's like no. If you're mad at me, tell me at the time. Just ticks me off to no end. Mahomes look like a baby. Away when I asked him the first time about two well, exactly, no. and we all have that. And men do men. I'm not picking on you. <laughs> men do the same thing. But it's like one of these. Like it's like when the small things build up, and then the and then something comes along and you explode. It's like that's not fair. No, you're not allowed to do that. And if you've if you've like had the conversation, you've moved on. You move on. You don't get to bring it up again. It's done. Correct. That's Correct. How, that's how you move forward. That so address it at the time. Is, yes. Yes. Address it at the time. Did judges have a recent fight at home? I've, I've, Since I've been married for 30 years. Uh, no, no, no. I've been married for 30 years. I know how this works. Yeah. No, no. And I do my job now. Like, I do the dishes now. I do the laundry a lot. I did not used to. I was not. I was I was irresponsible in my youth. I'm now good at doing household chores. But I'm just saying there's always in a relationship, there's things that build up. And then they blow up when they shouldn't. Yesterday, Mahomes and Reed blew up when they shouldn't have. They should have blown up a week ago. And also Pat's rationale. Well, we we did kind of get screwed last week, but I bit my tongue and didn't really talk. Yeah. I was like, well, if you felt that way, then you should have said it last week, too. Exactly. I do. Exactly. I do agree with that. From last week to this week, let's check in on this week's comments from YouTube. Comments from YouTube. Got a couple of good ones this week. They're always good because I chose them, of course. <laughs> this one comes from StuBabe69. Nice. Before I die, watch Ross lose a Dr. Pepper challenge to someone using the chest pass. 
Remember, we talked about that last year, or last week. Of course I'd lose to the chess pass. That's the problem with the chess pass. Anybody can do it, and they score a bazillion times. Judd agree 100% on cleaning up the rule book, as do I. They also need to do the same for college. I absolutely hate the targeting rule in college. It's so over the top. That from StuBabe69. My question to Judd and Jesse. Worse rule. College football targeting or NFL hitting a defenseless receiver? Jesse? I, uh, I go college football, although obviously there's more conversation being had about the defenseless receivers, given Justin Jefferson yesterday and what Randy Moss has been saying for years as well. But you guys know me. I love me some college football, and I have a lot of problems with the rules in college football and the way that the NCAA has operated. Um, <clears throat> I just, that's that would be my selection. Judd, what do you think? Team Jesse, for sure. Um First of all, I feel like the targeting rule is just changes, like changes from the game to game. And and the other thing that drives me nuts is, okay, if it's targeting and a player is ejected, but if you're ejected in the second half of a game, you then have to sit out the first half of the next game? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. If, if you're ejected at any time, that's enough. Like, you don't, you know, you're going to have to sit out the first. So, yeah, I think, I think the targeting rule, I'm not saying it's a dumb rule. There's but just no consistency to exactly. it. Exactly. Clean There's, it up again. Yeah. yeah. Like you need to figure out which part of contact you're talking about and where what constitutes forcible contact to this area of his body. Like all of that. You just there's no consistency, which is a problem for rules and officiating across the board, certainly. But that's my biggest issue. Is like they don't know what they're calling. They seem uh, the officials seem unclear on the rule, which means that they're it's just awful to watch. Well, like and if a receiver knows. and if a receiver ducks yeah, and the, yes. and and yep. he puts his head into harm's way. I've never understood how the defender pays the price for that. Also, right. oftentimes I'll back this up. I agree with you guys. It's college targeting for what, especially especially what you said, Jesse, and backing up what Judd said. If a guy gets kicked out in the first half of a game, he just has to miss the rest of that game. But if you get kicked out on the second play of the second half, you're essentially missing a full game. Don't like that. What Judd said about the receiver lowering the head, oftentimes they're initiating the contact. And I don't love how we we love to legislate intent. Why can't there be two levels? Why can't there be the old, okay, that's targeting, but that's just a 15-yard penalty. You can stay in the game. Okay, that's targeting. That's a 15-yard penalty, but it was with malicious intent. You're out of the game. I do believe we could clean it up and make that happen. Question number two from Mr. Beck 47, or comment number two from Mr. Beck 47. In response to who should start for the Vikings, Mr. Beck jokingly says, I'd play Jake Browning. Well, funny thing about that, the Minnesota Vikings will more than likely take on Jake Browning this upcoming Saturday, and the Cincinnati Bengals. Judd, you saw a lot of Jake Browning at TCO and in preseason football. Did you ever imagine we'd be sitting in a world where Jake Browning may potentially be earning a starting job for an NFL team at some point down the road? Let's hit the right one. Your thoughts on thoughts. Jake Browning, Judd? My thoughts <laughs> on Jake Browning. Um, no, I really didn't. I guess I shouldn't be shocked because, again, we, we talked about it. There's so many quarterbacks who get hurt and there's constant changes. But no, no, I thought he was a what what at least we used to call a camp arm. 
a guy that came to camp, threw some passes, got a paycheck, went home, found a real job. Might not be uh, a pastor, not, but he might be a pastor. I don't know. So no, no, I never thought. I never really gave serious thought to what is going to occur on Saturday. Perhaps that's my fault, Jesse. I mean, Kirk Cousins would have also offered up his sweet box, I'm sure, as well, just like Joe Burrow did for Jake Browning. I don't know if you guys saw that, but it was very I sweet. I did not see I this. Mean, I think Joe Burrow's a good guy. I like Joe, <laughs> Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's a good guy, apparently. Yeah, Jake Browning had his family and friends, obviously, in attendance, and they were in these box seats, which very expensive. And he's like, no, I did not buy that. Joe Burrow offered to give me those seats, which I was like, that's very sweet. It's another reason to love Joe. As you guys know, I'm a huge college football fan. I thought Jake was he was great at Washington. I was excited when the Vikings yep. had him. Obviously, there were reasons why maybe it wasn't working out. He's now had a couple years in the league to refine skills and get better at things. But I am I'm happy for Jake Browning and a backup battle this upcoming Saturday. Hopefully should be a ton of fun because I don't know if the Vikings will win, but I do expect them to score more than three points on Saturday. <laughs> Wishful thinking. You nothing, sure about nothing that? Nothing surprises I'm, me anymore. I'm pretty positive about that. Greg Joseph White right a couple times, you think? Well, let's not talk about Greg. You let's guys miss know a couple 49 I, you, yarders. Let's miss a couple. Well, Declan, you should get Declan on. He'll he'll <laughs> sing his praises. Look, I get it. There's only quarterbacks <clears throat> and kickers are the same. There's only so many good kickers, but... Until you find one of those good ones, there's you don't need to wait around anymore for Greg Joseph. I'm not saying cut him now, but there's unless he kicks you to a Super Bowl this year, there's no reason he needs to be back next year. True. Shall we uh, wrap up this week's episode with some of our Before I Dies? Yeah, why not? Let's do that. Time now for the Before I Die crew to give us their <clears throat> Before I Dies. Jesse? Russ, you want me to start? Russ? Sure. I can, I can yeah. start it off. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you go first today, I Jesse? was so impressed with Ivan Pace Jr.'s flip yesterday after he celebrated his um, <clears throat> interception. I would like to learn how to do that. I'm going to learn how to become very athletic and do a backflip or front flip. Either way, I'll start it off this summer by doing it into a pool, safe area, and then improve from there. For some reason, that's just a skill that I think it would come in handy in my life. I, really? Yeah. It seems dangerous. I mean, as your it friend, is. as your friend, I really would encourage you not to. I'm going to, but I'm going to try before I I die. feel like if you had started it, wait, now have, have you done flips before? No, no, this is a okay. This new is area. A, yeah, no offense. No offense. Okay. Maybe but like, I'll start at like the trampoline parks. My kid loves maybe. Going to trampoline parks. I feel like, just, I, I feel yeah. like this is a way where we hear that, that you're concussed <laughs> and I don't, and I don't like that. You never know. I think I can back and play though. 18, 25 years old. Yeah, you know what? Go go ahead. I don't I don't think it's a good idea, Jess. Mm, we'll see. It's just we got time. I'm worried about you. Yeah. I, I say this as your friend. <laughs> I say this as your friend. Not I, a judgment. Jesse, I actually think you can pull this off. I, I think I, I think you. I see a lot of stuff uh, you put on the socials. This I see great. a lot of stuff yeah, you put on I'm the athletic. socials for hashtag content. Mm -hmm. I feel like you pulling it off would be great. And if you end up taking a header or falling flat on I your face. That would also be great for the content. Even better. So, I don't, it's terrible. Yeah. I mean, I'd we'll, like do, we'll do one try. in the snow, maybe. Start that way, too. Just That's just... Before okay, you do I'm it, out. Before you <laughs> do it, just make sure the over. life insurance is updated. Yeah. Obviously. Make sure yes. And make sure updated. your husband knows everything he needs to know, so that if you're in the hospital for an extended period of time, 
you, you know, if the bills I'll make have sure to be he paid, also knows that you else. said, no, don't do this, Jesse. And I will let him know that Ross supported me. Jesse, if you memory. wind up in the hospital, will the kid ever get off the bus or is he just going to be stuck on the bus See, for like all weeks great on questions, end? Right? I mean, again, either way, it sounds like good content, which that's what we're all here for. <laughs> Hashtag content. I'll go. I'll do mine really quickly. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. To John <clears throat> to take us home. Maybe I've said this on the pod. Maybe it was last year. But um, there are not enough college football bowl games, and I think we're going to lose a few next year when we go to the college football playoff. But bowl games move. They change. Sometimes there's new affiliations. You lose a bowl. You might add a bowl. We have a beautiful facility here in Minneapolis. It's called U.S. Bank Stadium. I almost said TCF Bank Stadium, which was wrong, and then I didn't remember Huntington, Huntington Bank, Bank Stadium, Bank Stadium yeah. which is right. But I mean the indoor facility where the Vikings play. I want a third-tier bowl featuring, like, the Mac and the Mountain West or the Mountain West. I'm surprised we don't have one. And the yeah. Fun Belt. And it can be the 3M Bowl, the Best Buy Bowl. Would you bowl. go? Oh, 100% I would go. Uh, okay. Honestly, I would. I mean, I'd buy the cheapest ticket, but I would go. I'm a college football nut. I want a third-tier bowl at Ziggy Town. That's what I want before I die. And I still think that it could happen. Why is the Big Ten Championship game not been played here you know you think they would move it around to the to facilities that are multi-purpose like the like the viking stadium is indy i mean i get it there's kind of it's centralized location i get that but and and chicago would make sense if they had an indoor stadium probably but they don't but uh this place would seem to me if i'm not mistaken the big 10 is it men's and women's basketball conference tournaments are, are going to be here yeah. which is which is great because target center is such a beautiful venue oh yeah um, so so beautiful the timberwolves are going to ask for a new one here really soon it was uh, one of the worst uh, you talk about a bad building for hockey oh my god i'm not sure if, Je- if jesse's covered games in there they had but- to bring the zamboni up on the um elevator did you know that like they had a special zamboni elevator when they were doing that i did I not working with the end yeah I worked, I did a story on it uh, about the NCHC, but yeah, because that floor no. could only go so far and you can only remove so many sections of well, the Well, you know seating, what it was? So, yeah. It was when, when that building opened in 89-90 or 90-91. 90-91. When it opened, it had a hydraulic floor yeah. that could be raised for basketball and then I think lo- lowered for hockey or mm-hmm. vice versa. I think it was... Lowered, anyway, yeah. the hydraulics, according to what I was told, quit working at some point and so but i didn't know that about the, the zamboni that's zamboni, a great story it's funny yeah and jesse wasn't there issues with the ice wasn't it too warm weren't the, it weren't was they too, having i mean it's that place that was, was a wolves a, game it was yeah there because there was a wolves game like right before it i think or something like that so it screwed everything up it was not not the best idea but at the time the xl energy center was hosting the big 10 championship and that was always there so it was the same weekend so they weren't able to do the nchc one it's now been reaffirmed XL is home to the NCHC. I don't think they'll go but They did Target Center for like two or three years, I think, with the I went uh, a couple times. It, it wasn't good. Yeah. Why don't I talk to, to the Hubbards, Judd, and maybe score North sponsors the Mac versus the Fun Belt? Hmm. I think that's a good idea. I got no problem with that. I'm sure they'd Dece- be happy to December 26th, sponsor that 10 a.m., Minneapolis, yep. Louisiana. Football, football, football. <laughs> so good. So good. Be, be like it, the... The old monster trucks coming to your U.S. Bank Stadium. It's football. All right. Before I die, I've decided this yesterday. I want to have a new rule where there is where there is some type of of like three person. So it's small committee that can call at any time at halftime 
two National Football League games per week and just end them. The Vikings-Raiders game should have been called off. (laughs) It should have been called off, and if it had been, then I could have tuned into games like the Chiefs and Bills, right? But, like, there was no reason for those teams to be allowed to take the field for 30 more minutes of that crap. And there's at least two games per week that I could call off. Like, I can be the one guy. I'll just say it. Call this one right now. Send the teams home. Just give them. I don't care what you give them. Give them both losses. Give them a tie. I don't give a crap. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. At halftime, do you just decide, okay, that the score is the score, maybe lost. The yeah. score is the score, perhaps, or I, like I just that. flip a coin. Think or of I just how many instances, how much time we could have saved of people's lives this year alone. Yep. Right. Like. Yep. It, there has been so many terrible, terrible football games. I love this idea. Yeah, Patriots was the Patriots Chargers six rip a couple weeks ago or last week. I can't. It just yeah. It also, that one halftime it al- done. It also turned out to be decent, but we had Jets and Texans scoreless yesterday at halftime, mm-hmm. and that one at least made sense because it was outside and the weather wasn't right. Great. Exactly. Indoors, climate-controlled, lowest scoring in the history of indoor football. I would have ended it at halftime. Yeah, you You got to have a list of criteria in order to make it fair. And again, go to consistency, but yes. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. You know what, though? We buried the lead. In the end, Nick Mullins comes back and gets his old franchise with a big victory (laughs) for the Vikings late. That's right, where he came from. Take that, Raiders. I, I forgot he came from the Raiders. Yeah, and then before Never played that, the Niners. So. Mm-hmm. What That's all I, got, all I got. I can't believe we did 40 minutes on that game. Every week I surprise our, I always surprise ourselves. Like, look at us just going. You lead us, so. Jesse, and we follow. I appreciate that, boys. Uh, as always, follow over on Score North. Check out all the Purple Daily content, all the Wolves content, Wild content, whatever your fix. You can find it all on Score North. And again, Viking stuff on Purple Daily. Uh, before I die here, each and every week, we'll be chatting football. We didn't even talk, really, H-O-C-K-E-Y. So congrats to us on that. Same um, final score yesterday, huh? Yep. And the Wild will play on Saturday at 1 p.m., same time as the Vikings at noon against Cincinnati. So. Or that's fun. Uh, anyway, guys. Will wait. I see you two on Thursday? I'm heading to the game. Yeah. I Great. live there. The so I'll play on Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Play against the Flames. In seats or in, in seats. the suite? Yeah, in seats. Oh, no. I'm not the suite. Nope. Not the suite. Not and uh, not up in. Uh, it's been probably five, six years since I've been up with uh, you cool kids in the uh, media area. So I'll be amongst my people, cool the commoners. There. I'll be there mm-hmm. on Thursday. Not Saturday, right. though. I'll give you guys a wave. All right, boys, on behalf of Ross, Judd, and myself, and all of our Score North contributors, have a great rest of your week. Skull Vikings. Jesse, you'll have to remind me because I think XL Energy Center is in Ramsey and not Hennepin County.